stocks are ripping right now. Four and a half percent in the NASDAQ. Bitcoin's big comeback saved by inflation. Just 7.7%. Let's bring in Doug Fincher, Portfolio Manager at Ionic Capital Management. Doug, markets are in celebratory mode this morning. Is that the right <laughs> attitude? They, they sure are. Sure are. Uh, good morning. Yeah, just for perspective, I'm just looking. If, if the uh, S&P holds this gap open, that would be the biggest gap since uh, Pfizer came out with the COVID news, wow. the COVID drug over a year ago. So it's, uh, you know, the, the magnitude's amazing. I guess the flip side is, you know, all you're doing is making back what you what you lost yesterday on the on um, you know the Bitcoin frenzy, um, but yeah, that you know high beta high beta Nasdaq stocks you're already seeing, you know, 10, 15 percent moves. So it's it's pretty um it's pretty staggering. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, I guess maybe not terribly surprising when the Nasdaq's down at the lows and inflation has been the main boogeyman for the bear market. How do we assess uh, level of inflation versus rate of change? If the rate of change is peaking out, if the, if the level is peaking out too, but we are still at high elevations, what does that mean for the investing plan going forward? Yeah, I think you make a really good point. Um, and, you know, you look at Look at some of Powell's comments um, uh, from from last week. You know, data may the quote was data may change the some of the near term moves on rates. So it looks like the market's clearly we've already locked in what assume what's assuming to be a 50 bip uh, for December. But it didn't change, and he was clear to say is it doesn't change our view on the terminal rate. You know, there was an article in the Journal today talking about you know six percent is the new five percent for a terminal rate, which is you know pretty staggering. Um, but even now, you know, I think this it probably backed off from that. But we're still looking for a, a terminal rate of of five percent, maybe a little below that. So it's still a it's still an awfully big number compared to what you know we've all seen over the uh, over the um, over our careers the last twenty years. It's still a very big number. Now, uh, do, are we locking in uh, fifty basis points instead of seventy five? Do you think? Yeah, I think the the futures are saying fifty, and I think uh, it, it's pretty clear that's probably going to be the case. But again, you know he. He's going to keep he's going to keep raising rates. And to your to your question, um, the inflation picture is muddled. You know, you've got this situation where look at oil today. You know, a lot of people took uh, took comfort in declining oil prices. Consumers certainly look at look at energy. You know, whether it's wholly realistic or not, as a as a as a the big factor in inflation. And you know, oil will grow right back up because you've got this you've got this supply demand imbalance. Um, in the energy space, so I, I think, you know, we do have to get, we do have to get comfortable with the fact that inflation is going to be higher for for longer. You know, we're not going to, we're we're not going to two percent anytime soon. And whether it's you know leverage in the system um, or or just banks, you know, borrowing short, lending long, it's high, high rates are 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 going to be an implication that we've all got to deal with for for a while. Five percent, as I said, still pretty high. Um, and should uh, the uh, Treasury yield uh, move directly with inflation as it has? If we uh, do kind of the same question, but with bonds really in the focus this time, if that inflation uh, level did peak, did we also see the peak for the bond market? Or will inflation help stabilize the economy and allow us to uh, uh, grow, uh, which uh, generally you'd think growth is uh, positive for the yield? Yeah, look, it's the curves. The curves relatively flat, even inverted. Um, I think a, a steeper curve would be good for uh, good for everybody. Um, but it's just grappling with the the impact of short 
of, of short-term rates being so high for a while, I think is is going to be difficult for for people to deal with. I think, you know, as consumers, it, it, consumers, everybody's real painfully aware of where inflation is. But I don't think, as investors, um, they are. You know, the risk risk free rate literally is over four percent. So you know, anything you're looking at um, has got to be compared to. Um, to, to that level, you know, the hurdle rate's a lot higher. I can I can own investment grade bonds, um, you know, at five percent and and not do anything. Um, you know, that's that's a pretty compelling that's a pretty compelling investment thesis. So uh, the high beta rip that we're getting here this morning uh, is the risk that people walk into a trap. Uh, we've seen that tech companies were really exposed in this uh, environment the last year. We saw kind of who was swimming without shorts, as they say the separation of wheat from chaff, layoffs across the space. A lot of people uh, finding out that some of these companies that are unprofitable may not have an immediate path to profitability. Uh, does any of this change that? Uh, I guess maybe for really indebted companies, it, it does uh, to some extent, right? It changes their cost of, of, of existing, basically, if uh, the Fed slows down. Yeah, I think you're right, but I, I think it's a continuum. You know, you look at, uh, Carvana, Carvana, that's an extreme. Great example. Um, you know some of these, some of these um, pandemic darlings. The the bond market for speculative companies, you still can't raise any money. Uh, so, if, if you don't have the resources, you're you're clearly going to see you're going to see defaults. Um, for the high beta tech stocks, you know I, I think it's 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 been um, it's been a, a double whammy of of multiples. You know you've got companies that are you know we're growing forty percent. Now growing twenty percent because you know the macro macroeconomic winds are blowing. Um, so you've got a you know the leverage to that multiple I think is what's caused so many of these stocks to get to get hit so hard. Um, but there's clearly value there. I mean some of the some of the valuations in in that space, uh, kind of middle of the road high quality are are pretty remarkable. But you know I think the other end of the spectrum the you know the speculative names um, there's there's going to be companies that are going to they're going to go away. But we still don't, you know, we still don't know what the growth picture looks like. Um, you know, it's good. this is a, it was a great CPI report. I think people, you know, can take some comfort in that. Um, I mentioned oil prices is one factor. You know, that the housing situation, mortgage rates are still so high. You know, it's, it's, it, the inflation picture is muddled. I guess would be my point. The, the mortgage rates are still so high. First time home buyers, there's a report today, 38 percent of their of their income is going to to pay mortgages you know with a seven plus percent rate and young people can't buy a house so as much as people are talking about the rent component of of, of cpi which is really what it is you know coming down a little bit new york new york rents are talking about slowing down a little bit but you've still got that force of of uh, young people who would have been buying a house that can't buy a house that are now you know putting Putting pressure on the rental market, so I think it, you know, between the supply chains, a little bit, a little bit better, uh, clearly. Um, so that picture is muddled. I think there's some, there's some positives, but there's a lot of factors there that, you know, lead us to think that inflation's gonna, gonna stay with us for a while at a, at a much higher rate than people are, uh, you know, people are really used to. And uh, is it a better investment thesis, Doug, to, to bet against the stuff that uh, may indeed still have a ways to go or may have to go bankrupt or may have to go private or bet on the companies uh, that have proven resilient? Walk me through your strategy. So I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, if you can get comfortable with a company that, you know, is growing and, and innovative, the, 
the software space has really been under pressure lately, which I, I don't know if it was just the last shoe to drop or what. Um, there is some, a lot of recurring revenues, um, a lot of businesses that are really innovative. I think that's a, that's a really neat sector. Um, the speculative stuff, you, you gotta be very careful that, you know, the technicals are, are really scary. If you, if you look at short interest in some of these speculative stocks, I've never seen anything like it in my career. You know, I've been doing this for 30 years to have to have a company where 30, 40, 50% of their float is sold, is sold short. Um, you know, it's maybe not as extreme as the meme situation, but this, the squeezy aspect of, of some of those names um, would give me pause to, to do anything on the sell side, particularly with, you know, NASDAQ plumbing, still plumbing, um, plumbing lows. But I think there's a lot there's a there's a lot of value in in you know quality quality companies where the growth rates have perhaps reset a little bit, compounded by um, the multiple you put, you pay because of um, because of higher rates. But I think there that that's that's the sweet spot that uh, that we see in the equity markets. Okay, Doug, great conversation. Uh, appreciate the thoughts here this morning. Very helpful. Great, thanks a lot. Absolutely, Doug Venture, Bye. portfolio manager at Ionic Capital Management.